verse old and nascent a pilgrimage by william faulkner this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain at the age of sixteen i discovered swinburne or rather swinburne discovered me springing from some tortured undergrowth of my adolescence like a highwayman making me his slave my mental life at that period was so completely and smoothly veneered with surface insincerity obviously necessary to me at that time to support intact my personal integrity that i cannot tell to this day exactly to what depth he stirred me just how deeply the footprints of his passage are left in my mind it seems to me now that i found him nothing but a flexible vessel into which i might put my own vague emotional shapes without breaking them it was years later that i found in him much more than bright and bitter sound more than a satisfying tinsel of blood and death and gold and the inevitable sea true i dipped into shelley and keats who doesn't at that age but they do not move me i do not think it was assurance so much merely complacence and a youthful morbidity which counteracted them and left me cold i was not interested in verse for verse's sake then i read and employed verse firstly for the purpose of furthering various philanderings in which i was engaged secondly to complete a youthful gesture i was then making of being different in a small town later my concupiscence waning i turned inevitably to verse finding therein an emotional counterpart far more satisfactory for two reasons one no partner was required two it was so much simpler just to close a book and take a walk i do not mean by this i ever found anything sexual in swinburne there is no sex in swinburne the mathematician surely and eroticism just as there is eroticism in form and colour and movement wherever found but not that tortured sex in say d h lawrence it is a time-honoured custom to read omar to one's mistress as an accompaniment to consummation a sort of stringed obligato among the sighs i found that verse could be employed not only to temporarily blind the spirit to the ungraceful posturings of the flesh but also to speed onward the whole affair ah women with their hungry snatching little souls with a man it is quite often art for art's sake with a woman it is always art for the artist's sake whatever it was that i found in swinburne it completely satisfied me and filled my inner life i cannot understand now how i could have regarded the others with such dull complacency surely if one be moved at all by swinburne he must inevitably find in swinburne's forerunners some kinship perhaps it is that swinburne having taken his heritage and elaborated it to the despair of any would-be poet has coarsened it to tickle the dullest of palates as well as the most discriminating as used water can be drunk by both hogs and gods therefore i believe i came as near as possible to approaching poetry with an unprejudiced mind i was subject to the usual proselyting of an older person but the strings were pulled so casually as scarcely to influence my point of view i had no opinions at that time the opinions i later formed were all factitious and were discarded i approached poetry unawed as if to say now let's see what you have 
having used verse i would now allow verse to use me if it could when the coordinated chaos of the war was replaced by the uncoordinated chaos of peace i took seriously to reading verse with no background whatever i joined the pack belling loudly after contemporary poets i could not always tell what it was all about but this is the stuff i told myself believing like so many that if one cried loudly enough to be heard above the din and so convinced others that one was in the know one would be automatically accoladed i joined an emotional b p o b the beauty spiritual and physical of the south lies in the fact that god has done so much for it and man so little i have this for which to thank whatever gods may be that having fixed my roots in this soil all contact saving by the printed word with contemporary poets is impossible that page is closed to me forever i read robinson and frost with pleasure and aldington conrad aiken's minor music still echoes in my heart but beyond these that period might have never been i no longer try to read the others at all it was the shropshire lad which closed the period i found a paper-bound copy in a bookshop and when i opened it i discovered there the secret after which the moderns course howling like curs on a cold trail in a dark wood giving off it is true an occasional note clear with beauty but curs just the same here was reason for being born into a fantastic world discovering the splendor of fortitude the beauty of being of the soil like a tree about which fools might howl in which winds of dissolution and death and despair might strip leaving it bleak without bitterness beautiful in sadness from this point the road is obvious shakespeare i read and spencer and the elizabethans and shelley and keats i read thou still unravished bride of quietness and found a still water withal strong and potent quiet with its own strength and satisfying as bread that beautiful awareness so sure of its own power that it is not necessary to create the illusion of force by frenzy and motion take the odes to a nightingale to a grecian urn music to hear etc here is the spiritual beauty which the moderns strive vainly for with trickery and yet beneath it one knows our entrails masculinity occasionally i see modern verse in magazines in four years i have found but one cause of interest a tendency among them to revert to formal rhymes and conventional forms again have they too seen the writing on the wall can one still hope or is this age this decade impossible for the creation of poetry is there nowhere among us a keats in embryo someone who will tune his lute to the beauty of the world life is not different from what it was when shelley drove like a swallow southward from the unbearable english winter living may be different but not life time changes us but time self does not change here is the same air the same sunlight in which shelley dreamed of golden men and women immortal in a silver world in which young john keats wrote endymion trying to gain enough silver to marry fanny braun and set up an apothecary shop is not there among us someone who can write something beautiful and passionate and sad instead of saddening and a verse old and nascent the pilgrimage by william faulkner